Greetings and salutations. This is the Deja Review podcast where a group of film lovers get together and rewatch a cult or a classic film that one or more of them has just seen for the very first time. I'm Mike Cairns. As always, I'm joined by Kate Bookchop. Daniel! Hi, I'm Kane. <laughs> wow. I tried to come up with something fun. Wow, lots of energy, guys. <laughs> uh, Seb Seabass Godfrey. Hiya, guys. Hi, hi. How are you? Welcome. Thanks for coming. And Good energy, Seb. Yeah, I'm trying to lift it after <laughs> yeah. that fucking abysmal. And our, no, no guest. No guest. It's the uh, three OGs once again. Uh, Deja Review Classic. Yeah, boys are classic. back in town. Having yep. some wine yeah. time. Mm. Papa's got a brand what new we, bag. What have we got on the, we got a little Pinot. Little Pinot. <laughs> you uh, talk to speak for yourself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, like, like, let's have the wine review. Yeah, we're wine still, review. We're, we're still on, uh, I think we left the bottle out there. It's oh, uh, dear. Jim Carter, which I believe is a Shiraz made from. Make sure by... you don't knock it over in here because nobody likes a Weinstein. Hey. Well, Ooh. you know. Do you like That's that? That's a good one. Yeah. I just made that up on the fly. I, I completely missed it because I was you, too busy thinking about what I was going to say. It? Yeah. No, you hit me. I said, make sure you don't knock that bottle over because nobody likes a Weinstein. Oh, topical. Yeah. I like it. Now, this uh, our, our film choice uh, is, is one that Kane has seen a very long time ago, but I think we're going to just assume that we're all pretty sort of clean on this one uh, or, you know, uh, that... We've all kind of seen it for the first time. I definitely saw it for the first time, as did Seb. And yep. we watched 1988's dark, dark comedy, uh, dark Heathers. Comedy. Yeah, I guess it is kind of a dark comedy. It wants to be a dark yeah. comedy. It doesn't really, yeah, okay. We'll get into that. Uh, Heathers, 1998. Um, 1988, sorry. 88. I kept saying 98. 88 um, or 89? 88. Oh, okay. 88. <laughs> I guess the internet's um, wrong. Directed by Michael Lehman. And I looked it up. Um, now, this was, again, so uh, we've got a, quite a bit of crossover from our last episode. Um, this was his first feature film. Um, after his short, Beaver Gets a Boner. Hey. Um, <laughs> but he went on to create such Later classics. remade into The Beaver, directed by Jodie Foster and starring exactly. Mel Gibson. Um, he later directed Hudson Hawk. Ah, uh, yeah. Airheads. I love The Truth Airheads. About Cats and Dogs. My Giant, which is, I think, that Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal and... Kane, yeah. you love Billy Crystal, don't you? Oh. Um, but he did, uh, he did dir- and then he, he's directed a ton of TV, and seven episodes of Bored to Death, which is mm. a great show. God, um, Bored to Death is really good. Yeah. yeah. So, huh. um, and it also, but just to hark back, the screenwriter, um, Daniel Waters, who also screenwrote Demolition Man that we did a couple of weeks ago. No so shit. Yeah. Yeah, true. What, so, what, what are the credits that they have? Because uh, I'm what, curious about the script has, to this movie. Yeah, well, well, he did. He's done uh, Heathers, Hudson Hawk, um, Batman Returns. How's that? Wrote the screenplay. And Demolition Man. Really? Yeah, write the screenplay. Do they have yeah. any other big credits? Uh, not a lot. There's some small. Like they were the, the, the pull out. Late eighties, early nineties. That's a screenwriter. And um, and then also yeah, produced by uh, Dennis Denovi, who not Heather's Batman Returns, Little Women, which we have covered previously mm. on the podcast. And can I say this will be a third Winona? No, I know. I Winona was thinking film. that this is kind of the Winona cast at it this is. point. Yeah, it's our third third one. Uh, and Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, which would have been, it's funny how these things cross over. Dennis Novi produced a lot of Tim Burton stuff and it's kind of this whole Winona-verse. Is that what we're kind of doing? Are we doing like a Winona crossover? <laughs> we, we are unwittingly the Winona yeah. cast. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, you know, what we quite often ask uh, our guest um, who has not seen a film is, what did you, like, what did you know about this film uh, before watching it? So Seriously? Yep. I, I knew nothing about this apart from, I think I used to get, um, I've never seen Pump Up the Volume either. I used to, I thought this was the film where they have some, like, student radio station or something, but I was okay. so wrong. I didn't, spoiler alert, I did not know there were any killings or any murders okay. or I, any form of death. I thought this was just like another coming of age, uh, kind of what's his name? Breakfast club. John Hughes, John Hughes, John Hughes another yeah. John Hughes, um, late eighties spinoff kind mm-hmm. of thing, but obviously knew it was very beloved and, and held a, a very high regard to a lot of people. 
but mm-hmm. it somehow I just I just kind of slipped through the net. Yeah. Um, what about, how about you? Because you? you've you've seen you, you'd seen it yeah. many moons ago. But. Yeah, I pro- I saw it probably when I was like maybe eighteen, nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I think that it was that it was definitely at a point where I was trying to uh, sort of get into the back catalogs of mo- of movies generally, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I had a sense that this was some, that had some sort of like cult sort of uh, prestige. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched it. I don't remember thinking a lot of it, um, but pretty much the entire movie went, had gone down the memory hole. Like I didn't, I I couldn't recall a single thing about it. Mm. So it was kind of a fresh watch for me. I knew it was sort of maybe like a, a just sort of a darker take on like a holly uh, on a on a high school sort yeah. of teen love, you know, or comedy-ish kind mm. of thing, but I didn't know much else about it and I had no idea uh you know, I was somewhat blindsided by some of the, you know, the, the darker elements um, of this yeah, movie. It's, um, yeah, it's kind of like the film didn't really. Uh, well, straight yeah. up, give it give it a letter grade. A letter grade, you know, like yeah, a school yeah. grade, an A plus, a D minus. Uh, okay, I, oh, uh, mm, considering I had no connection to it before, uh, I feel like if I had seen it earlier, if I'd seen it um, twenty years ago, and I was into it then, it would rate far far higher than it does now, but. I personally, without getting too specific uh, into the uh, how I feel this film was put together, I'd probably give it a, a C. Okay, okay, that's pretty much what I was gonna say. Just a flat C. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I liked it a bit more than you guys. I was probably say a B. Um, but uh, mm. yeah, I, I, um, it is. I mean, there's uh, <laughs> sort of watching it. Um, and it sort of starts out and you sort of think, oh, okay, this is mm. relatively standard. And then fuck me gently with a chainsaw yeah. comes out of someone's mouth and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, Which is kind of passed into, like a, a lot of, of lines. a lot of lines have kind of passed into common use. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, there's, um, <laughs> there were some good ones. You're such a pillowcase. <laughs> Calling <laughs> someone a pillowcase. I kind of like that. I'd like to bring that one back. Mm. Um. <laughs> Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? Yep, that was another fantastic line mm. from the film. Uh, the 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 one that when I heard delivered, I went, "Oh, that's that's like a thing." Was uh, my son's a homosexual and I love him. I love my dead gay son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, which yeah. was actually one of the funniest lines <laughs> yeah. in in the whole thing. Actually, yep. um, <laughs> yeah, the parents really uh, just carry the comedy in this movie. Oh man, they're so good. They were um, they were great. They were just, uh, yeah. The, I, the, the, oh, sorry. No, 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 no. I was just going to say that uh, it's yet another dad that falls into that same Stranger Things dad category where he's just like, he is just thick as pig shit, does not know what's going on yeah. around him, and he's just passive. He'll let his kids do whatever the hell he wants, but he's, he was hilarious. Gremlin's dad. It's definitely an Gremlin's 80s. dad. Was that him? No, 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 no. I'm just saying oh, right. he, he falls yeah, yeah, into yeah. like he's just a clueless dipshit. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Yeah, for sure. Who um, just eats pate and sits outside on their patio furniture? Yeah, like, that's so pate funny. like 12 times in those, that film. Those, the, like the, the mirror, like they duplicated that scene, you know, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to the dance or no, I'm going to school or I'm going to the funeral. And it's like, and it's just yeah, all yeah, played yeah. exactly the same, same with the yeah. same tone. Yeah. Okay, darling, have a yeah. good time. And more pate and... yeah. And the, oh, like, there's the line that I laughed out loud at. Like the dad, you know, when um, Winona's just having a go at them, he's like, I don't patronize bunny rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's talk about uh, what the film is, what the premise of the film is. We open with uh, kind of a weird uh, sort of, kind of like a slightly, dream sequence. yeah, it, no, it has it, a cl- okay. kind of dreamlike and feel. I, I wanted to, to, to bring this up because... The whole film felt very dreamlike. This, mm. the and yeah, and that opening sequence. And I wanted to ask you guys: Do you think that that was like a dream sequence? Like, yeah. how was she under the like? But yeah. but then it, there's oh, her head yeah. sticking out of the grass. But, but, but again, yeah. I think that this is getting ahead of stuff. But 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 I think that uh, that's kind of a symptom of a failure of the movie more broadly, which is 
they don't know how to make their incoherence coherent, if you know what I mean. Like, uh, explain. Well, you know, like that's absurd. Like her heads, mm. like in should, a, we explain, in a, should we explain to the yes? Well, that, that's what I was trying yeah. to trying to get get. We open it. Um, uh, four croquet, girls croquet playing croquet. Three Winona is uh, introduced later. Three they're color coded. Yes, they're they're the queen bees of the school or whatever, and they're playing croquet. They're, they're and in, they all have what is their name? Uh, they're all Heather. Yeah, they're yeah. all called Heather. Uh, yeah, uh, and and so basically the setup the setup is what, that we have three pick up on that <laughs> a clique as as they're always you know these groups are always referred to uh, with one Heather as the queen and Winona Ryder is included but uh, kind of on the periphery she's she's the uh, she's the she's the near apostate of uh, the sort of uh, faith of <clears throat> Heather Dum, and she is a Veronica. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the opening scene is kind of played to be slightly surreal. Uh, Winona Ryder's head is above the ground, and they're whacking croquet balls at it. Yeah. I don't know quite how to take and, it. And it's kind of it's you just assume like because you don't know what they're hitting the croquet ball at. Yeah. And you sort of just you assume that there's gonna be something Which there. is fine, but like like the reveal there's a reveal, which is a fine thing to do in a movie, mm. but but uh I you you don't know as a viewer what to make of that yeah. reveal. And 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 it's sort of I think the 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 problem is that everything feels so dreamlike. So when how do you split them out? Like, how yeah. do you shift that tone? Mm. Um, and, you know, like when the dream sequence happens towards the end of the movie, like there's obviously clear, like you're like, oh, you're like, oh, I came in a dream sequence. It's not your sort of Romy and Michelle's like, are we in a dream sequence? Mm. <laughs> um, it's not as subtle as that, but it just, it, everything felt like it had sort of a bit of a glowy kind of filter on it and the music was very sort of yeah. synthy and the music dreamy the music was it's funny in in, in that first super long scene which i think is the, the following cafeteria? scene the cafeteria mm. yeah the score sounded like it was out of a dario argento movie yeah. it, it sounded it sounded like goblin was yeah. was doing oh, it. Do you, oh, you remember rugrats yeah it, yeah. it sounded yeah. like the theme Ba-ba. to rugrats Ba-ba. yeah that yeah, it was right. really bizarre, and I felt like that's part of the. It's meant to kind of throw you a little bit, right? That that music. I don't think it was like of. It was definitely. I mean, it was of the time, but I don't. I feel like that was part of the plan to kind of throw you off kilter right from the start. Mm. Yeah, even with the head sticking out of the ground. You know, that head sticking out of the ground. That initial scene was actually based on um, Full Metal Jacket. The opening of Full Metal Jacket. That like at the 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 angles and the the way that was shot. It also recalls the cover of a Funkadelic album. Oh, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, cool. Um, so, uh, well, clearly you guys aren't super jazzed. Uh, what's, what's uh, to, to quote uh, Demolition Man, what? what's your boggle? <laughs> what's your boggle? I think my criticism like falls pretty much into the, it was, it was, it's kind of the same criticism I made of Demolition Man, which is that it, it wasn't enough of what it wanted to be to be good. You know what I mean? Because it wanted to be kind of absurd, you know what I mean? And kind of rootless, you know what I mean, in terms of character motivation. Like, there is no real arc for anybody in this movie. And and people's motivation are, uh, motivations are uh, not explained in any way and don't, necessarily make any sense but mostly because they're not explained like um christian slater is just he just appears and starts mm. killing people you know what i mean for, but yeah but i mean for no particular reason outside of like he just has a rootless kind of upbringing um, no but he's he's got a father bit of history is, there his father's clearly a sociopath yeah. as well Sure, yeah. but 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 that's not. But I, I guess what I'm saying is like that totally makes sense. But they don't they don't explore that enough, or they don't care about that enough to sort of make the viewer, uh, sort of connect those dots or identify strongly. I'm not explaining this well. 
What I mean to say is the film is not interested, it seems to me, in um, doing a classic, like, this is the person, these are their motivations. Um, we're going to explain the motivations, we're going to motivate them, and then we're going to go from point A to mm. point, well, from act one to act three mm-hmm. with it. You know what I mean? There is, again, like a kind of slightly dreamlike quality to to the whole movie. Um, and a kind of a, a stilted kind of staginess to to how um, most things are delivered. You know what mm. I mean? Um, and and this is what I'm saying. Like that stilted staginess, I could really get behind, but it I didn't know how to take it. I didn't know whether it was just amateurish filmmaking and bad direction, or whether it was kind of cultivated for humor and absurdity and sort of dreamlike kind of um mm. onieric sensibility um i'm sorry i'm talking a long time about this but uh yeah and and so ultimately that's that's my same it's the similar criticism demolition man do you know what explains it best um to me is that i was watching it and i was thinking do you know if 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 it, if somebody could direct this and make this really good, do you know who that would be? To me, at least, Michael is John. Bay. No, John Waters. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, this if is exactly John what Waters I was going to say. Directed Heather's. It would be dope. He kind of is that serial mum. That's kind of yeah, like right, yeah. serial. I yeah. drew so many, so many parallels to serial mum. Serial mum is like it's my favorite John Waters film. It's fantastic. It's like it's a classic. It's essentially instead of uh, JD and. And they and his girlfriend uh, going around killing people that aren't ready for it. It's just a mum going around mm. doing the same thing. Mm. People that are pissing her off, she'll just go and kill them for the sake of her own family. Anyway, my beef with this film was that it it kind of didn't really know what it was. It was trying to it had these moments where you you you're talking about some heavy shit like teenage suicide, and they're kind of touching on some some kind of heavy stuff, and then they'll quickly snap back into this absurdist it's comedy. It's totally all over the place. Yeah. And 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 so it, it throws you from like giving a fuck about something that's happening on screen into comedy and you, you kind of have to readjust your brain to think, okay, I'm going to watch this dumb, funny bit. And then it's back into the serious stuff again. And yeah. the, the tone was just a, like a roller coaster. It was all over the place. But you can see how we're saying a similar thing. Yeah. Like, like, like it, it needs, it needed to commit more strongly to being one of those things, one you know of what the I mean? things, yeah, which, yeah. which is either like kind of this absurd, um, sort of um, almost surreal sort of comedy. That's what Serial or, Mom does really well. That yeah. balances that really well because it goes down the absurd. Yeah, and she's doing does some really fucked up stuff, and you don't need to get as serious into it because it is so fucked up. What you're seeing on screen is enough to get the point across. Yeah. Whereas this doesn't actually show as enough of the violence, maybe to 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 make you go. Maybe they could have pulled back on some of the dialogue, some of the yeah. Well, another thing that it doesn't like that it kind of wants to be um that it never fully like reaches for is um a more conventional charming um teenagers who are s- extremely quippy and literate and fast talking like a Dawson's Creek mm. kind of a thing, you know what I mean? Like you can you can sort of see how like a Christian Slater would sort of connect to sort of adore, like a Joey from Dawson's Creek or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for It's sure. kind of sarcastic, quick talk and, like, quippy. I mean, this is pretty well-trodden ground. It's all, I guess this is probably the first of those mm. those style of films to to cover this sort of thing, but it's been tr- it's been replicated or it's been... Um, there have been other people that have tried to do this in the last sort of 15 years post this film, like a la Mean Girls. Yeah, but, I mean, this is definitely, like, the content of this movie. Like, you just couldn't make this movie today not a chance like there's no. too much with it's blowing too... up schools and suicide <laughs> right. and yeah. all of yeah. that sort of stuff like just not a fucking chance oh how's that and or or the or the uh the main character or yeah. sorry the the main love interest wearing a black trench coat around um yes like do we think this is uh, like i i looked i looked up like i tried to do a bit of a search about you know was was sort of this the kind of uh, you know, the start of the uh, disaffected, you know, teen wearing a black trench coat uh, sort of vibe. Like I know the Matrix had something to do with that, but I remember yeah. going to high school, um, you know, with, you know, and that was before the Matrix and, you know, kids walking around on, um, you know, on uh, 
was it free dress day and they'd come yeah. in their full black trench coats <laughs> and all of that sort day. of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think like the cunts that did Columbine or whatever would have been taking their cues from Heather's. But 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 it no, is, but that but style it, of the disaffected. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You know, like yeah, I, the, I think some people have said that the the storyline was loosely based on this um, uh, college shooting in um, in the seventies. Okay. It's like around seventy five that some of this shit went down, and there's a the, the few um, few parallels to it. I can't remember what school it was or where it was, but you can look into that. But yeah, that's that's one that was one parallel someone drew to it. Mm. But yeah, I, I feel like this is it's yeah. well trodden. I just there, there was just. I, I completely agree, you know, with those, those reservations, but there were, there were just, I just had quite a few moments of delight or just sort of like, oh, okay. Like things that just didn't, you know, I, I, I wasn't expecting and, um, and there's just these little bits and pieces that, uh, little details that get thrown in the movie that, um, that seemed like that there was, you know, they weren't just throw away, but, um, like there's just little, little, little moments like, um, where are we like, uh, okay. So in that initial, uh, with the first, uh, Heather, you know, her drinking the, the bleach and, you know, mm, um, yeah. and then passing out and Christian Slater seeing a copy of the bell jar upside down and that triggering the idea that, oh, we could do a suicide note. Hmm. Like, it's like, okay, so he's focused on a Sylvia Plath mm. book and that was the trigger for them to go, well, we could just fake a suicide. And huh. I was like, oh, like, that's not treating people like dummies. <laughs> you know? Mm. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. It's not treating people like <clears throat> dummies. It does feel like kind of like just a smug reference. I actually didn't pick oh. that up. Yeah, and, yeah. Is it smug because you didn't pick it up or? <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like. Uh, no, but I just, I, like, for a It's a reference movie. that only exists to to make watchers feel smart if they pick it up. It doesn't mean anything, you know what I mean? And it's also pitched, like, right down the middle in terms of, like, the kind of disaffected kind of teen who's going to be watching this is, like, yeah, probably sure going to be reading, so, be, <laughs> like yeah, reading Sylvia Plath. But you know, I just, no, but I just, I just thought, okay, like it could have been because, yeah, anyway, um, but, 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 but little details, that, you know. That scene though kind of is, is emblematic to me of kind of the weirdness and incoherence of this film because, you know what I mean, it doesn't really make sense why anybody's doing any of this, you know what, yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. so, so I, I want to walk through it. Um, and correct me at any point if I'm getting any of this wrong. So Christian Slater mm. and Winona Ryder, mm. they walk into the head Heather's house. His walk, they waltz in. They just open they, the they door just and walk in. in. Yep. Yeah. Um, this is post a like college party that Winona and the head Heather attend. Um, Get into an argument. Yeah, and Winona throws up and stuff. So they and Winona's humiliated by the head Heather. She needs to exact revenge. Mm -hmm. She goes in with Christian Slater. Um, at this point, they're already romantically intertwined, yes? Yeah. Um, well, they... It's they, the, have a, they fucked on a croquet court. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> I mean, Taylor's told old as time. Uh, so they walk in. We're going to play a big old prank on Heather. We're going to get revenge for Winona. And Winona's pitch is... I'm going to drop a lurgy. Yeah, we're going to make a gross thing for her to drink, yeah. which is something I did when I was, I don't know, yeah. Working as a bartender? Ah. <laughs> pa, 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 pa. <laughs> no, like, like, that was an idea that occurred to me when I was six, is just yeah. put, like, all the weird shit I can uh, from the pantry and sort mm. of thing. Anywho, that's Winona's pitch. And then Christian Slater says, uh, no, like, check this out. Uh, why don't we serve her Drano or whatever? Yeah. But it was called, um, what was it called? It was hull something. Hu yeah, hull, hull cleaner? Yeah, Like yeah. as in a boat? A boat hull. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, why are you keeping a fucking boat cleaner? Because they're rich in, people. In underneath your sink. 
Anyway. We're rich people. So, uh, yeah, that's Christian Slater's pitch. Mm. Let's let's serve her a cup of bright blue. Uh, yeah, it looks like Windex. Yeah. Uh, Winona says, that's crazy. That'll kill her. You know what I mean? Mm. And there's no, nothing moves from there. He pours, really. well, yeah, he pours a glass of Drano. Yeah. And then she pours, she makes a yeah. concoction in of orange juice and milk cup. in the yeah. same similar cup. And Christian Slater, like, gives her a little kiss as she heads up with the, what is it, like milk and orange juice or whatever. Yeah. There's, there's a little mix them up with the uh, glasses because she's like. No, she just picks it up. She just picks up the. The blue glass. Yeah, I know, yeah. but but because you know she's super horny for yeah. Christian or whatever, and they just had a little smooch. Um, <laughs> Can you blame her? Yeah. Who isn't horny for Christianity? Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I guess what I'm saying is is that you know, and then they both go up and they both have like uh, you know the a cup and one's the innocuous thing that might make her yacht or whatever mm. and. Uh, the other one is the one that'll kill her. Um, and there's a little, like, Princess Bride, like, kind of uh, bit of business. Mm. And it's just kind of like, they're just... Grizzly Slater is not alarmed that... No. Like, he clearly wants to kill her goal. or whatever. Yeah. I know, I know, but but Winona is, like, Winona also doesn't want to kill her. He, like, Winona doesn't want to kill her. Christian Slater does, for reasons we don't know. Well, that's that. Like, has Christian Slater gone from seven seven schools in seven years because he's been moving around killing people? Well, maybe. I yeah. mean, like, like maybe that's explained in the graphic novels. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, like, it's all treated with no consequence. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like, it, and Winona, if she didn't want to kill, like, because she drinks the orange juice and milk. This is taking way too long. But do you get what I'm saying? Like, she drinks the orange juice and milk. First, no, she doesn't. She just no. goes straight to the drain. No, she. D- but 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 like the, Winona should have been. The orange juice and milk doesn't go upstairs. Yeah, right. But Winona should have been alert. No, the orange juice. No, they and milk take does them both. Upstairs. They take one each. Yes, exactly. They take one each. He's got one behind yes. his back. She's got. Oh. She's got yeah. the orange juice and that's a confusing thing. No, but yeah. then he sees it and puts the lid on the orange juice and milk. Anyway, Look, we're getting but, by, but, this but, by really the boring. But what I am what I am saying is, Winona at that point should have been alert to the fact that there's two cups present in the room, and she knows one of them has death. She was hungover as fuck as well, and she so, was horny for Christian, horny for you Christianity, so she, and <sighs> and and hungover. When you're hungover, all right, you do well, some crazy like, shit. So okay, well, I'm a snobby wanker for noticing the bell jar, um, <laughs> uh, but. Um, then there was just like like even um in the uh the teachers meeting room yeah there is a fruit bowl of what looks like it's full of red uh croquet balls oh really um and 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 like just weird little oh, things really, that I you really yeah, you really watched this um, and, i wasn't watching this and also really... at the end when they're having the pep rally you know and there's like all these fast shots of because it's waiting for the countdown of the yeah. the the bomb and <laughs> there's this really quick one second shot of a guy in the bleachers with binoculars like <laughs> at the pep that. rally and I'm like why do you need binoculars at the pep rally did, like, he have a, did he have a trench coat on as well he might have do you reckon those um, uh, like um, croquet balls would be like some weird roundabout reference to like oranges from the godfather maybe, maybe. maybe. yeah I don't Probably. know it was it was really yeah, weird this guy's, I just, I just fucking... noticed it the director's um, referencing Full Metal Jacket, then I yeah. wouldn't put that past in. Mm. I also, I also have to point out that this has to be the only '80s movie that has a scene that takes place in a girl's changing room, mm. and there's no boobs. Mm. This is boob-free, yeah. and I just, I was like, I thought that was just written into the contract. Yeah, no, it sure. was just like. Well, you, who, you, who, well, this who, was, who directed it? I mean, Michael like, Lehman. Yeah, Michael Lehman. So, so yep. we, we, as we so, said, previous film, yeah, yeah, Viva yeah. Gets a Boner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Hudson Hawk, Airheads, etc. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so this came out in '88, right? But this mm. felt older. I reckon this felt like an early. Really? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, I mean, we're talking yeah. almost. But almost I mean, those those shoulder pads. Really place it. Really place it in the late eighties. Yeah, that's designing women written <laughs> writ large. But the more yeah. I think about it, the more I kind of appreciate a lot of stuff about it, like that sort of really cultivated aesthetic, which is kind mm. of uh, 
quite yeah like like it's very distinct and very extreme and also and and when you think about it probably um uh inspired like uh similar kind of comedies with like clueless comes to mm, mind a mm, lot absolutely yeah, um, sure. like like that 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 were marked you know very distinctly by their costumes you know what i mean mm-hmm. um that they that costumes were placed way more to the forefront than yeah. they are in other movies yeah um like that's probably a precursor in some ways yeah and 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 it's funny i brought up argento before because there was there was like just whispers of argento stuff in here and but also you know I mean? it, like you know that that music had a bit of twin peaksy vibe as well yeah. and just that's... that sort of and and almost like the camera work uh, mm. sorry the the camera filter felt like very yeah. twin peaksy yeah, like, like that a very that hazy hazy yeah. sort yeah, of yeah like yeah. again that it's dreamlike dream that yeah. dreamlike totally. feel um and you know what i dream about genie ads ah yes well yes let's uh let's grab uh an ad from the song so i am uh listen i mean uh, listen, it's a conflict that we that um, any advertiser gets into. Uh, we don't necessarily endorse um, any of our advertisers. Look, we just need money. Yes. Look, yeah. we you know this is keeping us off the streets. So, um, yep. But so, yeah, uh, like uh, yes, read but not endorsed. This episode is brought to you by Venison. You ever want to eat a horse? Every child wants to ride one, and you want to eat one just to humiliate them. Well, you can't. Unless you're King Louis XIV, a.k.a. the Sun God, or an unfortunate rural Italian who has never escorted Michael Corleone to his child bride, let alone met any sort of heir to a fictional crime empire, which is where venison comes in. Deer is so damn close to a horse you won't even taste it. And taste it you will, when you order a handsome rump from venisontogo.com. Venison, it's close enough to horse to do. Something that drove me mad was initially uh, when uh, Winona and uh, JD or um, Christian Slater's first uh, interaction is uh, doing this uh, survey. Is it, it's a survey or questionnaire um, or yeah. like asking a question so that they can have some interesting things to talk about at college parties, I think is the Oh, the I vibe. thought the premise was that she was doing it for an assignment. No, no, no. Right. I think it's I think it's because she's going to a college party, then she oh. can have some like stuff to talk about. I think I could be wrong. She's she's doing well, that thing that like George Costanza did, yep. like writing down conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Conversation yeah. points. While eating an apple, so, <laughs> so relaxed but, on the phone. But JD's response to, and I think the question is, would, you get. Uh, would you Would you like me to tell you the exact? Thank question? you, Seb. Thank you. That'd okay. Be great. The exact question is: You inherit five million dollars the day aliens invade Earth and say they're going to blow up the planet in two days. What do you do with the money? Okay, so. Christian Slater's response is that he's going to get a bottle of tequila or bourbon or something like that, get in a rowboat, take his sacks, take his sacks, and some bark. Yeah, that's what I heard, and and I kind of went, what? So maybe he's got like a I don't know, like an old Vitrola or something playing some bark, or, or maybe or playing maybe... sax to bark, yes. or playing like sax bark. <laughs> yeah, but. You reference a saxophone in a 1980s movie and Christian Slater doesn't play the fucking saxophone at any point in this movie? I'm like, come on. Does yeah. he not play the saxophone? No. No, no, but no, but like, how can you reference the fact that he is a saxophone player and there is not at least a cutscene where he is just playing away Sexy on the sax, sax man. Man. and Winona walks in and gets, you know, just even more, you know, in, enamored with it? They him. do the like, sax. Don't mention, like, don't mention the saxophone. Do you feel this way about all brass instruments? Mainly saxophone. Mm. No, it's just the saxophone. You know, I love the saxophone. What about a sousaphone? Hey, <laughs> I'll take any phone. A homophone, gramophone. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I just thought, you don't offer that up in an 80s movie and don't pay off. Yeah, you know, like hence, if Rob Lowe was in this movie, good Lord, it'd be, yeah, you know, yeah. back-to-back sax. Him standing yeah. on the roof of a oh. car, like blowing... <laughs> Like yeah. as I, as the as the as the bomb ticks down, he's just like hands down greatest saxophone scene of all time. Uh, the Lost Boys, the yep. guy on stage. I still believe what's his name. Yeah, I still believe it's 
get on your in your on your mobile telephones mm. and mm. look up this. I great still believe scene. it's great. Yeah. That yeah. and St. Elmo's Fire with Rob mm. Lowe. That's just great. Kicking yeah. it as well. So you're both sax positive, is yep. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, let's answer. Let's answer the question for real. What's the question? You uh, get two, two, two million. Five million dollars. You million. inherit five million dollars the day aliens invade Earth, and say they're going to blow up the planet in two days. Mm. What are you going to do with the money? I'm going to buy meals for homeless people. High roaded. No, I don't know. What am I going to do? Um, probably just get some just... drugs and just get really fucking high. Honestly. <laughs> Yeah, wow. Could, yeah. What about you, Seth? <laughs> <laughs> problem with Kane. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I think Kane and I are going to get in a boat with our bark and our <laughs> saxophone and, and a bag of drugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I, w- I would probably do that, but then I'd just like give like four and a half million dollars to just go like, I don't know, book out a stadium or something like that and yeah, just go. and then do drugs in it. No. We, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anyone. Lock all the doors. But I don't know, just like, uh, you know, close to that sort of, you know, feeding the poor. Like we've got two days left on earth. Like they're going to blow us up. So we don't have to worry about like p- shit's going to get fucked up anyway. So it's just like here is the most ball of food. Here is all the booze in the world. Everyone just fucking going what if nuts. you use that $5 million to do a, a Mike's director's cut of Heathers where Christian Slater plays the saxophone within the film and you re-edit it and you sit down and watch it. Now you're thinking. And then you have a big old Masty and the aliens blow the world up. <laughs> big old Masty. Big old Masty. I, just, I, I, I cannot. I, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm just too fucking nihilistic, but I just, I can't even imagine... Caring about like, oh, I've got to see the sights of the world or anything. You're you know not going to see shit in two, in days. two days. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, but 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 like, I don't You're know. You're going to get to the big but, banana like, and call it quits. <laughs> but like, even even if even if like you know maybe I love the pyramids. I don't know. <laughs> Pyramid sauce. <laughs> Pyramidsauce.com. Um, no free advertising. I can't even imagine like caring that much. Mm. Two days, man. You're staring into the abyss. So where are we at? Like fucking head Heather is dead. We're known as all. No, let's let's not. Let's just say. Can I just use this as a jump-off point for for conversation? I'm just going to say four words. Teenage homosexuals like mineral water. Oh. And, that, and that was pretty funny. Was pretty funny. <laughs> no, and the, pretty and the funny. cop holding up the goo is like, does this answer your question? <laughs> that was a very funny yeah. sequence. Yeah, actually, those two like, cops were probably like... They were hilarious. Another detail. Because, oh, sorry. Uh, well, well, a lot of people, like most people in this thing have good, funny lines well delivered, mm. you yeah. know, over the span of the film. But like the, those two cops have the highest batting average. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, they also have very few lines, but they, they were funny. One, one great little detail. I don't know. I must have just had laser-like focus on this movie, but there was that point where the, the cop who wasn't running, you know, mm. wasn't um, yeah, yeah. chasing after those two, um, he picks up the gun with his pen, which mm. is a classic cop move, but mm. then just grabs it with his hand. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's good. I like that. That's very good. It was really funny. That's very good. Yeah, there, but there's all of that shit like that that kind of makes you feel like that there's kind of a smart mind doing this. Yeah. But, no, but, but that's the thing. Like yeah. that's what that's what I was sort of that's why I guess it just pushed me a little bit further in that it wasn't completely like I, I completely agree that there it was Totally all over the place, but there were just some real moments I thought of like, just that's really funny and really interesting. And yeah, like it's only moments, but you know, uh, I think that sort of stuff for me can lift a movie, you know, a little bit more. I mean, I also, I, I, every time I see any US high school based movie, I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong what brain disease do all of you people have that you are so eternally caught up in your high school experience and are so goddamn conceited that you think everybody else is you well know i guess I mean? it's experience right they're only mm. what 14 15 years old they they don't no, know the screenwriters any, all the screen well, yeah. i guess screenwriters are, are uh, writing for that audience though right is that what they're they're trying to be trying to get in the head of the 14 15 year old I guess, but, 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 I mean, isn't that, isn't that kind of like a, 
I mean, it's dumbing it down, but that's what it's like when you're yeah, 14. But, Have you but ever heard, but, but, heard but a few 14-year-olds having a conversation? Yeah, sure. But, but, but it's kind of like that fallacy that I think that we've all experienced like in our professional lives, which is kind of um, uh, people thinking that uh, because somebody is an age, they only care about things mm. that relate to mm. their age. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, when I was 15, I wasn't only watching movies Bridges about high school. Bridges County, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But I wasn't watching only movies about high school and, mm. and, and nor was anybody. There's no single 15 year old in the whole world who's watching only high school movies. It might relate to them a little bit uh, and, and might seek them out. But I mean, it's. Uh... But don't you think this offers up an alternate for those kids who. <laughs> couldn't stand those sort of movies like yeah but i mean the weird thing about it though is is that it doesn't follow the structure of a you know there's the mean girl or mean boy or whatever click and then a and a complete outsider nerd subverts them um you know comes over the top like wins the day you know what i mean like there's uh the 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 audience proxy in Winona Ryder isn't, you know what I mean, isn't like a nerd, you know what I mean? Mm. She's she's in this kind of liminal spot. Mm. That's between... what I kind of liked about it, though. Yeah, 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 yeah no, yeah. I, I know. I, I'm just saying it It just doesn't, uh, it's not that, it's, it's not the uh, nerd pornography of like, uh, they get the girl or humiliate the jock or whatever, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice how it didn't it just, break convention. yeah. I guess that's not what I was going with it. That it was yeah. nice that it did that. Again, I just think it's modeled. Can I say, I still, I actually think the greatest thing about this film was the radio station called Hot Probs. Hot Probs. I actively Google searched whether I could buy a Hot Probs <laughs> neon. Mm. Oh, it's, man, <laughs> because it's so that good. would be dope. I yeah. did, like, yeah. And did you just say, I, and I should have written it down, but the, the, the guy who played the DJ. He was like, um, you know, Jerry, and he had some name in yeah. um, uh, parentheses, oh, yeah. you know, like Jerry. The Gator. The Gator, you know, yeah, Jones yeah, yeah. or something like that. Mm. So it was like, like, he's probably a DJ, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was sick. I would um, like one of those neons too. Hot props. Hot props. Hot props. <laughs> it's just kind of, it's so redolent. Yeah. You know? totally. Like yeah. it's Still, just. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, uh. Seb's about to throw some hot probs oh. at Kane and I. Oh, um, they're probably more hot probes than hot, hot probs. probs. Well, you know. Yeah. Um, Does it I, I guess there? it just depends on how you pronounce it. Right. Uh, so we're going to do uh, our segment. Is that a fact? <laughs> our segment. Our one segment. Oh, our fuck. one segment. Look. But um, because Kane and I are both, uh, you know, um, dummies, uh, we're going to... Um, Family feud it, and uh, so Seb is going to throw up three all facts. All over the, all over <laughs> you guys. Um, uh, throw up three facts, and one of them is incorrect, and Kane and I have to put our noggins together, mm-hmm. and we have to work out, is that a fact? 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 Yeah, it's a fact. Okay. Fact Sep. number one. Now, I'm going to tell you guys, these are pretty spicy. Oh, they're not really. They're pretty pretty normal. But mm. I'm going to throw some things at you here. You're going to know, not going to know which way it's going to come from, but you just have to tell me which one's false and which one's true. Fact number one. Stanley Kubrick was the first choice to direct the film. <laughs> okay. We can mm. end this thing now. Fact number two. In Germany, it was called... Hannah's, as Heather, isn't a common German name. Mm-hmm. Fact number three, Fuck Me Gently with a Chainsaw was originally Fuck Me Gently with a Crowbar, but it was deemed too masculine, so they changed it. It's one. I mean, it's got to be. I mean, it's not. Are you, are you guys going to talk amongst yourselves before well, you decide? Well, I mean, I would. I mean, but that's basically my opinion. <laughs> I don't think I need to think too much yeah. more about it. Yeah, look, we'll we'll say number one. I number three I, actually like number rings three, a small bell. Number three is I'm I'm feeling it, and knowing Seb, 
I don't know. Well, we'll. Kane says, Kane says, you, so number one is Stanley Kubrick was the first choice to direct. See, no, but he's the first choice to direct. Stan, like Stanley Kubrick might not have had, like, you know, like being the first choice for, for something doesn't, like the producers might have want Stanley Kubrick to direct it. Sure. See, that's a wording, you know. Yeah. But, like Kubes might not have been like, hey, bro. But I could phrase it. Another way, like like I could say the same thing another way, which would support my interpretation, which is like Stanley Kubrick post Spartacus is not putting himself on, has never been a director that's ever put himself on the market that to direct true. a movie. You know what I mean? And people in Hollywood would know that. All right. Well, I'm going to defer to Kane. Uh, so the the second was in Germany. It was called. Hannah's as Heather isn't that a common makes, German that name. That makes sense. Yep. And number three, Fuck Me Gently with a Chainsaw was originally Fuck Me Gently with a Crowbar, but it was deemed too masculine. Mm. What are we going with? We going no, with? I think, I think, yeah, no, I'm going to agree with Kane on this one. Okay. Mm. Well, fuck you guys. What? Fuck you guys. Yeah. I get to keep my fucking money. Yeah. No, because. I, number three? Number th- two. Uh, what is in Germany? It was called Hannah's. As Heather isn't a common German name. I just completely made that shit up. In Germany, we go. it was actually in Germany. I knew it. I knew in like, Germany. I, like, it was too obvious <laughs> for Seb. That's right. Yeah, it was actually titled in Europe. It was actually titled Sorry, Lethal Attraction. Uh, the oh. film was actually titled Lethal called, Attraction in Europe because <laughs> of the Loaded Weapon. Threat. No, no, no. Because of the <laughs> the success of Lethal Weapon and Fatal Attraction, they thought oh. it would sell more tickets in oh. theaters. Um, but no, the, um, funnily enough, uh, Daniel Waters, who was the screenwriter, um, and Michael Lehman both tried very, very hard to get Kubrick to direct the film. See? They, they, See? they said he would be the only person to handle a three hour film cause it was originally quite a lot longer. And I gave you a little, a little cheeky little hint at the start. He like, they based the whole start of the film on full metal jacket and, um, yeah, it's uh, that's that's all crazy. Yeah, yeah. but but what? <sighs> but I was wrong as well. So we were both yeah. like, both completely what, wrong. But what was the nature of them trying to get Stanley? Kubrick? You you know what I mean? It's 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 like uh, that's what I said. It's all in the wedding. Stanley Kubrick was the yeah, first know, choice. But, yes, but but but, to what, but what was the nature <laughs> of their campaigning? You know what Sexual. I mean? Sexual. Um. Well. <laughs> that was gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, this is yeah, because this is just but, great I mean, audio for like, like a, uh, a fucking the 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 uh, prop master on Judge Judy can can <laughs> want uh, fucking uh, Ridley Kane, Scott Kane, to. It doesn't like it doesn't change. It was the way that Seb looked like. This is just the, some dumb shit saying Semantic. that they wanted them in an interview yes. or some shit. Yeah, but then we, but we listened, like we read it. As, yeah, but I still think that that's false because it uh, sounds like you've got yourself in a bit of hot prob. Nah, you've got a hot prob over here. Speaking yeah. of hot probs, it's pretty hot in uh, this sweet hot mm. prob recording booth. So, have we got any final thoughts or uh, general comments about Heather's? Um. I have just a couple of notes that I wrote down. Christian Slater is extremely rapey. Yes, absolutely. Well, there was that scene on the cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Extremely. Yes, it was very a, forcing it was, himself. It was, I mean, yep. also talking about things of often. It was a very rapey movie and a very uncomfortable. Did you notice way. that stone stereo that he had in his dad's house? Yes, room? I have that as a note. Cool. That was yeah. really weird. We haven't really talked about his dad either. His dad was a complete psychopath. Did yep. I did wait? Did he? Did he? Kill his mum, or did no, his dad kill his mum? No, it was the mum because I think because she was probably realizing she was with a complete psychopath. Walked into one of because he, he said the last thing we saw of mum was her waving it to to us through a window, and then he says, "Oh, so basically, she, um, the dad was going to demolish a building, and mm. she walked into the building two minutes before it went off and just waved to them from the window, and it blew up." Do you reckon the Dad sent her in there? Maybe. I reckon the Who dad knows? sent her in there. And he know and J D yeah. kinda knows about it. That's probably what fucked him up. Yeah. What sent him off on this little spiral? Mm. Yeah. What do you reckon? 
I don't know. All I know is 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 I think that there's an art film version of this movie that I really like. You know what I mean? Mm. That's more that that is more self conscious about being weird. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, the my favorite joke in the whole thing was just um, my favorite joke in the whole thing was that when they all said Heather to each other, they knew exactly which Heather they meant. Yep. That was that was a good joke that yep. was like subtly played, and I enjoyed that. <laughs> and and uh, oh, and did you did you guys know as well that uh, they they have made a TV show? Of this? Yeah, but yeah. it's been it's been delayed. It's been delayed. I think there've been three attempts to make a TV show. No, it's 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 been filmed, produced, it's made, mm. it's in the can. But just after all the school yeah. shootings yeah. and things like that, it's probably not there. Oh yeah. fuck, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know mm. how you could make it these days. It's too spicy. Yeah. It's just not the yeah, not the climate for it. Mm. Well, um I think that's probably a wrap on Heather's. Um, thanks always uh, to Jeremy Wattsman of the Jackie Wintercrit for providing the recording space. It's the little hot box we're in, and it's fucking awesome. Um, be sh- sure to check out their podcast, Jackie Winter Gives You the Business. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Deja underscore review, where Deja Review Podcast on Instagram, and you can email us at hello at Deja Review Podcast.com. Um, Please, please, please leave us a review on iTunes, a written five-star review. Uh, if you heard our last episode, we'll get you a dirty limerick written by our very own Kane Daniel over here. Um, but uh, it just helps people find us. So, it, And uh, it also just makes us feel good because uh, we know that people are listening. Um, are so, gonna, and we, it's all we got. Honestly. Yeah, it it's is all we got, baby. We are you going to tell them about the, the, um, the hotline we set up? Like for people to call in if they do have issues with the, I don't know, with their streaming or the yeah, issues. Yeah, well, what's the, what's hotline? Well, it's 1300 Hot Probs. We, we talked about <laughs> that before. But yeah, call 1300 Hot Probs and yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you. Stat. Absolutely. Um, I mean, my cans over here is Kane Porkchop Daniel. The wine lad signing <laughs> The <off>. wine lad. <laughs> and Seb Seabass Godfrey. Thank you very much. See you again soon. Bye-bye.